Okay, here we go. Uh, it's Mind and the Motorcycle Naked News, Year 2, Volume 82, May 10th, 2022. I am a lone voice in the universe. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm heading to the mainland, uh, you know, tomorrow with enormous trepidation because I haven't left the uh, Kauai cocoon in a couple of years. So it's kind of affecting my uh, mentality and um, I've been struggling with it. I know this got nothing to do with the news, but you know, what the fuck? Um, it's, it's running, it's recording, and uh, I just thought I would share that little bit of personal stuff with you. Um, and I'm gonna stay there for just a second and watch my time. You know, I talk to a lot of people and they talk about um, abortion, Ukraine, um, oh my God, an endless array of incredibly upsetting things. And I, I really find on a, on a deeply personal level, you know, the challenge um, is to maintain some sense of equanimity, um, always um, looking for the joy in life. And you do that uh, by, you know, dealing with the people in your own world. And uh, honestly, I really consider this um, naked news, um, you know, part of my world. And um, it, it brings me, I wouldn't necessarily say pleasure, uh, but um, I feel obligated to share the news with you. And uh, if I didn't say so before, I shall say it now. I am a lone voice in the universe. Let's go to climate. The World Meteorological Organization warned uh, early this week that the planet now faces a 50% chance of temporarily hitting one and a half degrees Celsius of warming above pre-industrial levels over the next five years. And uh, climate advocates have uh, deemed the one and a half degree Celsius target on, quote, life support following the world leader's refusal to commit to more ambitious action at the COP26 summit in Glasgow late last year. And uh, I, w what was one of the, the lines that, you know, that kind of caught me? Ah, the chance of temporarily hitting one and a half degrees Celsius. I am always amazed and always sharing the fact that all the dire news that comes, there's always this kind of naive optimism that we are somehow going to overcome um, the catastrophe that we have created. And I honestly, I really doubt it. Um, let's uh, go nowhere and talk briefly about Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii lawmakers put the state on the path to making history after the legislature passed a resolution last week endorsing a document called the Fossil Fuel Non-Proliferation Treaty, which really sounds great. And um, uh, the measure affirms Hawaii's commitment to the Paris Climate Agreement, uh, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, and the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change's targets for greenhouse gas reductions. 
if Hawaii follows through on the resolution, uh, on the resolution's call to endorse the fossil fuel non-proliferation treaty, proponents say it would become the first U.S. state and Pacific Island to do so. And it's another welcome development after Hawaii made history last year in becoming the first U.S. state to declare a climate emergency. I think it's great, and I also think it's lip service. Uh, Brazil's uh, Space Research Agency revealed last week that deforestation in the country's Amazon rainforest last month shattered the previous record for April. The National Institute for Space Research said nearly 400 square miles of the world's largest rainforest were destroyed in Brazil last month, an area the size of 1,400 soccer fields and by far the biggest loss for April since record-keeping began in 2015. And uh, uh, we're going to stay with climate and its repercussions, and this is kind of trippy. Uh, a survey was published last week analyzing bug splat on UK Motors license plates, and it found that the nation's flying insect population has declined by nearly 60% over the past 17 years. They've actually done a study about bug splat on license plates. And you often you know, don't read about um, you know, really the decline in the bug population. So it caught my eye, I wanted to share it. Um, and well, now we'll talk about how dry it is. Over half the contiguous US was in drought at the beginning of May. Government uh, climate officials reported um, early Monday, while wildfire season began earlier and the tornado account has been above average. The figure from the U.S. Drought Monitor said that 53.8% uh, of the lower 48 states were in drought. That's an extraordinary number. Uh, a quick, um, a quick reference to greed, and we're never far away from it. British uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson's conservative government came under fire last week for its refusal to impose a windfall tax on oil and gas giants after BP posted its highest quarterly earnings in more than a decade. How much, you say? 6.2 million bucks for the first three months of 2022, which is way above the 2.6 billion it posted in the same period last year. Let's hear it for greed. Um, I wanna spend a little bit of time um, on the whole abortion issue, which is incredibly uh, upsetting and um, hard to ignore. In a stunning breach of Supreme Court confidentiality and secrecy, Politico has obtained what it calls a draft of a majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito that would strike down Roe v. Wade. Politico said it has authenticated the draft, and I know many of you um, have been following this uh, since it hit. A little bit more. Uh, this draft opinion was leaked uh, last week uh, from the U.S. Supreme Court, 
and it portends future attacks not just on Americans' right to obtain abortion care, uh, but also on anyone whose rights the court's right-wing majority does not view as deeply rooted in U.S. history. Um, in the opinion, Justice Samuel Alito cited a number of reasons for the majority's objection to legal abortion. Get this one. I, I, honest to God, it's a quote. The cost of medical care associated with pregnancy and childbirth are covered by insurance. That's what this motherfucker actually believes. It, it's so, I don't, I wouldn't call it delusional, but you actually think um, that women um, are actually have medical coverage for abortion, so it's not really going to cost them anything. Man, where the fuck have you been living under those robes? Got a percentage from the, my fans, my favorite people at the Pew Trust. Uh, the number is 59%. That's the share of Americans who say they personally know someone who has had an abortion. That's nearly 60% um, of the country. And it's an unbelievable number. Um, Jesus Christ. All right. Um, it's, it's just so hard not to get, um, I don't know, emotional, worked up, pissed off. Uh, and um, I will continue in that vein. Um, while reproductive rights advocates across the U.S. last week called on the Democratic Party to do everything in its power to codify abortion rights into federal law, President Joe Biden called on Congress to approve more military aid for Ukraine after visiting a Lockheed Martin facility to praise its supply of weaponry. So... The government has absolutely no problem at all uh, uh, patting um, the, the kind of the weapon industry on, on the back. And I'm going to continue with that. Uh, and it, it's kind of an interesting uh, perspective from Brazilian presidential uh, frontrunner Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. And he argued in an interview published last week that world leaders, including President Biden, are not doing nearly enough to help secure a peaceful resolution to Russia's deadly war on Ukraine. And let's see, do I got any more from uh, the, the... Yes. And, uh, oh, I'm just going to paraphrase it. And uh, everybody's kind of, you know, blaming Putin, who's, a, you know, an amoral pig and a son of a bitch. But the fact of the matter is that we pushed him into a corner uh, by going after all of the countries surrounding Russia, those countries that uh, kind of came into being when the Soviet Union collapsed. And we've been going after all of them, um, encouraging them to join NATO, uh, which all that that did uh, is to breed um, insecurity um, in the mind of a madman. So some of this is honest to God our doing, and nobody talking about that except you know who. That's right, me. Uh, let's go to uh, Angola. This ain't pretty either. Angolans traditionally offer meals of cornmeal or cassava porridge and beans with palm oil in honor of a recently departed loved one. Now, hunger and high unemployment have led desperate Angolans 
to hang around cemeteries and then follow the families of this of the deceased back to the venues where the mourners are given this free fare. Hunger due to extreme droughts, locust infestation, and skyrocketing food prices have compelled thousands of Angolans to walk miles through rugged terrain in the search of better opportunities in neighboring Namibia. Do you hear about this anywhere? No, you don't. You hear it here. Got more on hunger, folks. The number of people suffering from extreme hunger reached an all-time high in 2021, and it's on track to increase further this year. And that's the key message from an annual report published last week by the Global Network Against Food Crisis, GNAFC. And it's an international alliance of the United Nations, European Union, and several, and several governmental and non-governmental agencies. GNAFC found that roughly 193 million people in 53 countries or territories experienced acute food insecurity last year. And it's an increase of nearly 40 million people compared with 2020. More than half a million people in, e in Ethiopia, southern, southern Madagascar, South Sudan, and Yemen faced famine conditions and required urgent life-saving aid to avert widespread livelihood collapse, starvation, and death. The report makes clear the convergence of armed conflict, extreme weather stemming from the fossil fuel-driven climate emergency, and the intensification of poverty and inequality are pushing acute hunger to unprecedented levels. Um, want to deal with a, a bit more of our um, inhumanity? Afghanistan's Taliban government ordered women last week to cover their faces in public, a return to a signature policy of their past hardline rule and an escalation of restrictions that are causing anger at home and abroad. This was a decree from the group's supreme leader, Haibatola Akzundara. He said that if women did not cover her face, uh, out the, our faces outside home, her father or closest male relative would be visited and faced with potential prison or firing from state jobs. Um, and uh, a little more of, of uh, our inhumanity to ourselves, and this one is really close to home. One of the psychologists paid tens of millions of dollars by the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency to oversee the interrogation of prison, prisoners in the so-called War on Terror provided new details last week about the torture of a Guantanamo Bay detainee at a CIA black site in Thailand. The New York Times reported James E. Mitchell told a military judge during a pre-trial hearing at Guantanamo that Abd al-Rahim al-Nashiri, a Saudi national facing possible execution for allegedly masterminding the deadly 2000 bombing of the USS Cole in Yemen, he broke quickly under torture and he became so obedient that he would crawl into a cramped confinement box before guards ordered him to do so. 
Do you know what happens to have to happen to happen to the the mind of a human being to scramble into a little cage without being told to do so? Um, my God, um, what what we do to each other? I'm staying with what we do to each other. Um, overall, recent data shows that the U.S. experienced its largest ever recorded annual increase in homicides in 2020 compared to 2019. And that's according to statistics from the FBI. The homicide, the homicide rate rose nearly 30% in 2020 and increased again by 5% in 2021. And looking back at many violent crimes that have happened in the past year, a common theme is, yes, gun violence. According to the FBI, over 38 million guns were sold in 2021. And that's an increase um, of over 10 million since 2019. Um, a little bit of good news. Um, always like to share it when I find it. Associations representing the telecommunications industry last week dropped their legal fight to block California's gold standard net neutrality law following a string of losses in federal courts. The state-level bill restored the Obama-era net neutrality protections repealed by the Republican-controlled Federal Communications Commission in 2017. And that's really a big deal. Um, you know, California, you know, can kind of you know, lead the nation, um, whether it reply, you know, applies to um, exhaust emissions um, and in this case, net neutrality. There's such a large market um, that they really can dictate um, what the money does. And, you know, and really that is a, a piece of good news. Uh, we're going to go back to the dark side. Less than two days after Israel's highest court upheld orders for what anti-apartheid campaigners called the ethnic cleansing of eight Palestinian, Palestinian hamlets in the West Bank, Israeli authorities last week announced the advancement of nearly 4,000 new Jewish-only settlement homes in the illegally occupied territory. Um, all right, I... I, I got nothing to say about that, honestly. Um, it's awful. Um, I like to kind of um, whine toward the end and, and find some stuff that's either good news or at least kind of, oh, that's interesting. So I got one, oh, that's interesting. Bolivian inmates can reduce their prison terms by reading books in a new initiative aimed at spreading literacy and hope in a country that offers very few second chances. And that's according to Reuters. The state program is called Books Behind Bars, and it offers detainees um, shorter sentences of days or weeks. Um, you, know, you know, when you look at, at, at that, and, and then you look at um, Guantanamo, you know, it, it, and this is Bolivia, man. Uh, it's not the U.S., and, um, you know, more power to them. I, I just think it's a, um, a wonderful thing to do. Uh, all right, uh, poem time. And this is a poem by an incredible...
incredible uh, poet who is still around, and her name is Ellen Bass. The poem is called Dead Butterfly. For months, my daughter carried a dead monarch in a, in a quart mason jar to and from school in her backpack to her only friend's house. At the dinner table, it sat like a guest alongside the pot roast. She took it to bed, propped by her pillow. Was it the year her brother was born? Was this her own too fragile baby that had lived so briefly in its glassed world? Or the year she refused to go to her father's house? Was this the holding her breath girl she became there? This plump child in her rolled-down socks I sometimes wanted to haul back inside me and carry safe again. What was her fierce commitment? I never understood. We just lived with the dead-winged thing as part of her, as part of us, weightless in its heavy jar. Thank you, Ellen, um, for your words. Okay, folks, um, I be done. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, please tell your friends. Uh, and I, as I always, I write in kind of the preface, you ain't going to hear this shit anywhere else. And nobody's going to be talking to you um, really, you know, the way I do. And it's not because I'm a genius, certainly not because I'm a gifted journalist. It's just because I'm one person in my own incredibly modest way trying to make a difference with words. Um, and at the same time, speaking of words, uh, please check out my blog, mindandthemotorcycle.com. Um, I share stories uh, pretty much every week. Okay, um, so glad you listened. Thank you very much. And until next week, same time, same station, God bless. <laughs>